Hey guys, welcome to Instructional Insights with Heather. This is a weekly podcast for EDUC 560 Advanced Instructional Design. For our final podcast of this series, we are going to be talking about game-based learning uh, as an important instructional strategy that teachers can implement to increase knowledge and skills, motivation, attention, uh, as well as students' ownership of learning. Let's start by breaking down some of the research in support of game-based learning. So first, the gaming experience provides information and experiences in a way that really capitalizes on how our brains learn. They provide constant stimulation for students to learn through multiple forms of sensory input. Students are engaged by what they see as well as what they hear, and they are kinesthetically participating as well. Um, Many of these games also include repetition that creates synapses that help the brain grow connections for learning. Research also suggests that digital game-based learning is as effective as other instructional strategies in supporting time-on-task behavior. Students actually showed an increase in attentiveness, academic achievement, and ownership of learning when they participated in these games. Based on this data-driven information, we can be confident that digital game-based learning is not just busy work. Learning is happening. Um, Teachers can also implement game-based learning strategically uh, to support students while they learn. So first, it is necessary for teachers to identify whether gaming is being used to teach or test. There are some platforms that do both. It is also necessary for teachers to be actively engaged in the learning environment by observing, prompting, and assessing students as they work. Finally, and this is really the big one for me, these games must be used intentionally. They still need to tie to learning targets so that they are facilitating necessary understanding. I think another great thing about game-based learning is the natural differentiation that takes place as students work. Many of these digital games are created to be adaptive. Um, So in other words, they adapt to the needs of the player. As students get questions correct, they advance. As students make mistakes, they go back and reteach. Some games that may offer hints or prevent students from advancing to the next level until they have mastered a concept. And other digital games allow teachers to assign specific tasks to students, which results in students receiving specific content needed to improve their individual understanding. I am a fan of both gamification and game-based learning when it is done intentionally and with regular reflection. Um, This past week, my students worked in teams to complete an escape room. As they completed each task, they were learning about the brain, famous people who experienced failure before success, and the difference between a fixed and growth mindset. Um, They were able to learn all these important concepts that are really foundational to my classroom community with minimal instruction from me. Uh, The experience also allowed them to work on collaboration and communication skills, which is so important. Um, And as they completed each task, I would stop by the groups and ask them questions before giving them their next task. Uh, And I was so impressed with the insight that they had because I was allowing them to do their own thinking. I also use a lot of digital game-based learning in math. 
Prodigy is a simple way for me to ensure I'm capitalizing on every moment of math instruction. I have these really cheesy 10 commandments or 10 commandments of math in my classroom. And one of them is thou shall not put any other book before thy math book. So I'm big on like when you are in my math classroom, we are always doing something related to math, even if you finish early. Um, so I really most often use Prodigy as an option for my fast finishers. We also sometimes have Prodigy days at the end of units where I intentionally assign content from other units to constantly spiral skills to students. Uh, my biggest concern with Prodigy is actually time off task. I do have some students that are just burnt out on Prodigy. They don't want to play, and it can be pretty easy for them to wander around and avoid engaging in math battles. Um, I've also noticed that when skills are assigned to all students, so if I create an assignment and I assign it to everybody, um, the questions appear in the same order for each student, which could make it easy for middle schoolers to be dishonest as they play. Um, I kind of mentioned this, but another concern related to all digital game-based learning experiences is just a burnout. It seems like many of these platforms increase motivation and ownership initially, but then eventually students are over it. They want to play a different game. Um, so I think when schools adopt programs ac across multiple grade levels, like IXL, it can be difficult to continue to implement year after year without additional incentive. Um, and obviously with all of these digital game-based learning platforms, you have to have the technology to support implementation in your school. Study Island by Edmentum is another digital game-based learning experience that seems to be gaining momentum in my district. Um, this program is tied to students' diagnostic testing at the beginning of each school year, and it is standards-based to ensure students are learning required knowledge and skills. It also includes methods for both teaching and testing, and it really does look like something that would grab students' attention, motivate them, um, and get them engaged in this learning environment. However, as a teacher, it's almost so all-encompassing. It seems as though it's been created to take away the teacher's role. I think I would find it really hard to have an active role in supporting learning using this platform, whereas I can find my ways in with Prodigy a little bit easier. Uh, it's also super expensive. And as with most textbook companies, while it could stand alone, it's enhanced by some of Edmentum's other products, um, which again, just adds to the overall expense. Here is this week's fun fact for you. Um, as a middle school teacher, I found it pretty interesting to discover that not only do 99% of teenage boys play games at least weekly, 94% of teenage girls also play games weekly. So clearly games are a way to capitalize on students' interests and that is what's really important. Okay, that is it for game-based learning, and this also brings us to the end of this podcast series. Thank you for listening each week. I hope you have enjoyed all of my instructional insights.